This is Age Well with Dr. Sophie Schotter. I'm your host, Fiona Mattesini, and if you're thinking of treating yourself for Christmas or maybe somebody else, this is the episode for you. We're talking about skin and body care gadgets that you can buy and use at home. And as always, we're getting Dr. Sophie's no-nonsense lens. Have a listen to this clip. I've trialled quite a lot of them in my capacity as an awards judge as well over the years. And there are some that have been downright painful and others which for sure, if I look in the mirror straight away with a sort of having treated half my face and not the other half, I do see a lift. We're also being led by the data so you don't have to be pulled in by the hype. I really haven't seen anything to back up those claims. I've seen no evidence at all. We get the lowdown on what Dr. Sophie uses. Listen out for this. I do have one at home and I have one in clinic. And this. I really do love all of the above, actually, if I'm honest. And as always, we get the best possible advice. It's again, that caveat, it's a great technology, but be realistic about what to expect with the results. Thanks for listening. This show is growing in fans and followers every single day. And I know you're going to really enjoy this chat. Right, Sophie, gadgets and I suppose new technologies. Can we start with LED masks? Now, there's been such a buzz about these and there's now so much choice. Um, I guess the first question is, what's the lowdown and what should we be looking out for? So LED light is an amazing technology that we use in clinic. Really fabulous, very gentle. There's a program for every skin type. But if you look at the sort of devices that we have in clinic, you'll understand that the home use masks just don't pack the punch. They don't have enough LEDs. The power of the light emitted isn't enough. And especially when they're saying, go under this for 10 minutes a day, you know, an in-clinic treatment would normally be about 30 minutes. I don't think they're going to harm you, but you're certainly not going to get comparable effects from a home use LED mask as you are having an in-clinic LED treatment. Mm -hmm. So it's a great technology, but be realistic about what to expect with the results. The one exception in my opinion, is the Dermalux Flex. Dermalux is an excellent brand in the LED space. They've got lots of data backing up their devices. And a few years ago now, they launched the Flex, which many clinics, including mine, use. And they're an investment. They're about £2,000. But I've got lots of my Instagram followers, for example, are using these at home. So they've decided that actually for them it's worth the investments and then you don't need to be using it every day because, mm -hmm. again, I'm a big believer with a lot of these gadgets, which we'll come on to, I think it is tricky when you're being told you should do something every day. My daughter, my older daughter has one and they are a little bit of a fap. And I think like anything, people often start with gusto for the first week, maybe the first month, and then you can see how people drop off because it's a little bit of a faff. Can you just... In case people don't know, and in fact, I don't really know, different lights do different things, right? I think red light is for collagen and yellow light does something else and white light. Should we take that into account? Should we be going for different lights according to our skin types or are there some that do a bit of everything or how does that all work? 
Yeah, you're absolutely right that there are different lights that achieve different things. So, for example, blue light is really good for acne because it helps to target the C. acnes bacteria. And there is a little clip-on acne device, which acne LED device, which you can put on over areas of active spots called the luster. And that's quite a nice little home use device for anyone suffering with acne. Mm -hmm. Red light penetrates a little bit deeper and is great for anti-aging. Green light can help with balancing the skin out. Yellow light is generally quite good for redness. Mm -hmm. And the other one that I quite like is near-infrared light, which kind of, again, is good for kind of healing and collagen stimulation. And you can get, there are other lights now. It seems like when you look at LED masks every other week or so, a new (laughs) colour light launches. (laughs) But yeah, when you look at an in-clinic device, many of them will have different types of light in the same device. But when you look at home use ones, they generally only have one type of light. And one thing I wanted your opinion on is the Lima. Now, this uses a slightly different technology and claims to be more effective than LED. It's had a lot of hype and I should add has a huge price tag and it's also had mixed reviews. Have you heard anything? What are your thoughts on the Lima? I really haven't seen anything to back up those claims. I've seen no evidence at all. And again, it's a device that requires quite prolonged use every single day. And when you look at the price tag being more than the Dermalux Flex I just mentioned and needing far more use, I think a device like the Dermalux Flex, which has a lot of evidence behind it, is, in my opinion, a stronger investment. Yeah. Okay. So the Dermalux Flex is an investment. And if there are any others, then obviously please let me know in terms of things that people can buy and use at home. Although, as you say, people need to be aware that they're not as powerful as in clinic. Any budget-friendly tips at all? Or is it all? are they all mostly investment pieces? I even think when you look at a good LED mask, most of these aren't cheap. You're still talking in the hundreds of pounds. So none of them are cheap. I do think the luster that I just mentioned is quite a good budget-friendly tip for anyone suffering with acne. I do think that one's worth a look. Okay, great one. Thank you. So we've got a whole list of these to get through, um, but it's great to get your insight because I would, uh, most of us, you know, we're we're awash with different choices and and, and lots of brands making lots and lots of claims. Microcurrent devices. So these use low electrical currents to re-educate facial muscles to tone up. I've heard mixed reviews. Firstly, that again, they can be a bit of a faff, but also the levels are much lower than you'd get in a clinic treatment. Yeah, absolutely. And microcurrent devices, I know some people, some of my patients who swear by them for particularly for use before they're getting ready for a big event, for example. But for me, they just don't stack up in terms of measurable longer term results. If they're talking about increasing firmness, I don't personally see that being delivered by a microcurrent device. I've trialled quite a lot of them in my capacity as an awards judge as well over the years. Mm. And there are some that have been downright painful and others which for sure, if I look in the mirror straight away with a sort of having treated half my face and not the other half, I do see a lift. 
But the real cause of significant facial aging isn't the fact that our muscles shrink so significantly that we need to rebuild them. It's the fact that our skin changes a lot. Maybe microcurrent gives our skin a little bit more circulation, a bit of stimulation, but it's not significantly stimulating collagen and elastin production. And there are now amazing in-clinic treatments which can target the muscles that lose their tone as we age. And that is a thing that happens. But uniformly treating across your whole face, thinking that you're going to bulk up muscles that have just suddenly shrunk down through the aging process, that just isn't how aging works. So I suppose in a way, it would be better off looking at increasing our collagen, which we've also done a podcast on and looking at that and maybe some strategically placed fillers, for example, might be, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely working. But yeah. we have to remember that facial aging doesn't just happen on one layer of the face. The skin is a part of it, but it's not the whole picture. So even when it comes to in-clinic treatment devices that we do, I will almost universally combine them in a plan with injectables because mm. we need to think not just about the skin, not just about muscles which have lost tone, but also about the facial volume that we've lost. Mm. And this is why so many celebrities and people with a lot of financial resource will go to clinics and will see people like you. And I know you do have a high profile client list as well. It's because actually, if they could do it at home, they would because they'd want the privacy, wouldn't they? But they don't. They go in to see people like you because, as you say, the power is in the machinery that only a doctor or a clinician can use. Absolutely. Yeah. You can also get at-home radiofrequency skin tightening devices that heat the skin to stimulate the growth of new collagen, so we're back on collagen. But how does this compare, again, with actually taking collagen, and what are your thoughts on these? So radiofrequency is a technology I'm a big fan of. And, for right. example, in clinic, we have a variety of different types of radiofrequency device, some which combine it with needles, some which combine it with these tiny pins that sit on the surface of the skin, and others which are completely non-invasive. So it's a technology that we use a lot and get great results within clinic. The home use devices don't stack up on the data. So there's nothing that gives this sort of level of evidence that we see when we're looking at in-clinic devices. And I think there are a few things. One is when you're in a clinic having a radiofrequency device, we monitor your skin temperature. So mm -hmm. we know that it's in a therapeutic range at which we're going to see results. And then you come and you have a weekly treatment for a course of however many your therapist recommends. Whereas with these home use devices, and there are some that I think for me, if I were to recommend one, I'd recommend the newer, which is spelled N-E-W-A. And that's made by a manufacturer who also has an in-clinic device, but it still doesn't come close. And you're investing a few hundred pounds in a product that, again, requires regular use. And you compare the cost of that to an in-clinic treatment. And yes, it's less, but your results will also be less. Mm, okay. Um, so we're spotting a theme going on here in terms of actually the power behind a lot of these at-home machines and, and gadgets and devices. I am going to ask you about some more budget-friendly options. But before that, I would love your opinion on the Body Balancer home device. Now, mm. apparently Jennifer Aniston has one, as does 
well, there's a huge list, Rochelle Humes, Hayley Baldwin, Lady Gaga, Zac Efron, the list does go on. They're not cheap. They are not cheap. Let's please stress that. But let's pretend we all have a celebs kind of budget. What does it do? How does it work? And what do you honestly think? Oh, I love Body Balancer. And I do have one at home and I have one in clinic. Right. And they are, again, different. So the in-clinic device is different than the one you can have at home. But they're essentially a pair of trousers that you're zipped into that are attached to a a pump which causes the trousers to inflate and deflate at predetermined patterns so it feels like you're being massaged and it really helps to improve your lymphatic drainage so it's excellent for clearing excess fluid that's been built up, helping to clear toxins, really good with consistent use for cellulite. And again, it's one of those that you can't overdo. It's perfectly safe to get into these trousers every day. It's not that you're going to do too much of it. Brilliant for if you've just got off a long haul flight. So yes, they are an investment, but they are also for health. When we remember this isn't just about how we look, good lymphatic drainage is also important for our overall health, our energy levels, our immune system. So I'm a big fan of the body balancer. Okay. Not saying that you have or you had cellulite, but I think that's the magic word for me is if it's going to help with that, then uh, it sounds like something that... Um... 90 something percent of the female population has it. Yeah. And I would love to say I get in mine as regularly as I should. I don't. Mm. <laughs> I find myself too often getting in the door and getting a glass of water and going to bed yeah. rather than actually spending enough time on self-care. But I do my self-care in other ways. <laughs> but it's good to actually hear from you that you do have one and, and that you have yeah. noticed results and that it works. It's an amazing device and our patients love it as well. Yeah, that's cool. So on the other end of the budget scale, there are also, I'll go through a little list here, there's jade rollers and there's the gua sha, these sort of ancient Chinese tools that are scraped across the skin to apparently reduce inflammation and increase blood flow. I think Eve Lom and Sarah Chapman both have their own versions of these. Ice wands and rollers designed to be kept in the freezer. So when they're on the skin, there's an immediate reaction to sort of boost circulation and awaken the skin. And actually, I should mention as well, talking of cellulite, I do dry body brushing and I've heard that is a very simple anti-cellulite um, device or therapeutic habit to get into. They all look so simple and yet th these things I've mentioned are very low tech and they're very reasonably low priced. Some people swear by these things. Do you have any thoughts on, on any of these and in fact more that you might be able to think of? Yeah, I really do love all of the above actually if I'm honest. Jade rollers can be lovely with a serum and you can get rose quartz ones as well for example so they can just be really you put a nice serum on the skin and just roll over them and it can help improve penetration of the products as well as just feeling like good self-care and helping to boost lymphatic drainage mm -hmm. then when you go on to gua sha and gua sha was probably originally launched in the UK by a brand called Hey You. And I've been following them from their early days. And I do have one of their gua sha tools. There's a real technique to them and have a look on their YouTube channel. And it can tell you how to do that. And I think that's a brilliant step as part of self-care. Ice ones really can be great tools. And actually, I have a few different versions of, we actually have cryo globes in clinic. But there are various different types of ice wands or masks that you can 
have in your freezer at home. So there's the fresher globes I think I've got. And the other one I've got is a Charlotte Tilbury mask, which is a cryo mask that you put in the freezer. Mm-hmm. But for a more DIY, some people even use spoons because they fit against the contour of the eye really nicely. And you can keep those in your fridge or freezer. And they're brilliant in the mornings. If you wake up a little bit puffy, they can really help with the contour around the eye. And there's also a lymphatic drainage specialist called Dimple Amani, and she's very well known for her facial lymphatic drainage. And mm-hmm. she makes a, it's called a cancer wand. So it's spelled C-K-A-N-S-A, which is made out of copper. Mm-hmm. And again, is a really nice way of massaging the face at home. And the body, I'm a real fan of body brushing, bamboo tappers, And with all of these, there's a technique, but it's really about brushing up towards the heart and you're really helping to boost, again, lymphatic drainage and the clearance of toxins. I mean, I would normally brush from my ankles up towards my bum and that would be, I wouldn't normally brush the top of my body. Would you brush the top? And if so, would you brush down towards You absolutely can. And yeah, you would brush up your arms towards your heart, essentially. Okay. And as you say, there'll be loads of YouTube explainers and, and exactly. whatnot as well, so people can have a look. And also, staying on low-tech, I love dropping the celeb names because I just think, well, if they do it, apparently, who knows, then then it's good enough for me. Jennifer Lopez and Meghan Markle are also to be fans of, please excuse the pronunciation, buccal massage, the inner facial. Yeah. It seems really quite painful, and it definitely isn't the classic spa facial, so let's not go down that path. But what do you think, and have you ever had one? I have had lots of facial massage done. I've never had a buckle massage. So mm-hmm. it's targeting the buckle fat pads and literally involves a massage therapist putting their fingers inside your mouth and massaging internally and externally. And you are right, I, it can be really uncomfortable. I'm a big fan of facial massage. Do I see a huge benefit in specifically buckle massage? Not from a changing physiology perspective, mm. but there's no way that I can explain or think of that it it really helps reverse aging in its own right. But facial mm. massage, for sure, I think is a great tool. Again, when I have in-clinic facials, I really do like a massage component. I definitely look more lifted straight afterwards, more contoured. And that's brilliant before a big event, something like that. And of course, to sustain those results, you need to have them quite regularly. Yeah. Okay. Microneedling. And to quote the beauty journalist, Alice Hart Davis, if you have to do it, please do it carefully. It's easy to get careless with it and scratch up the surface of the skin. I'm already put off. (laughs) What do you Mm. think? In clinic, microneedling, brilliant. Great treatment, really helps to stimulate collagen production. The microneedling rollers, which are made for home use, are very shallow. They're usually just less than 0.3 millimetres, which won't stimulate collagen production, but could in principle help serum penetration, for example. But you then have a roller that you've used at home, which is contaminated with your body fluids Mm. and is then sitting in a cupboard until the next time you use it, growing whatever your dead skin cells and body fluids on it want to grow. 
And those needles also blunt with time. So it can be very easy, as Alice says in that quote, to scratch up the surface and actually cause damage to it. And even more worrying, and this is just with the proper rollers that you can buy for home use, there's a real market in people buying dodgy rollers, which are deeper and using them at home. And when we microneedle in clinic, we do go more deeply, but we do that with clinically tested devices. And some of these devices, The needles are not good quality and they really can tear up the skin. Oh, just already, I'm just thinking who would do that. So thank you. Thank you for that. Some at-home gadgets reach almost cult status. So I really want to talk about the Clarisonic. So this was, in case it's on nobody's radar, an electric facial cleansing brush launched in um, 2004. Oprah named it as one of her favourite things. Pretty much every beauty journalist said it was the holy grail of cleansing. I've read it's now discontinued in the US and there's been a backlash. Now, again, I'm going to read another quote because I read this in the New York Times. It said, in the end, Clarisonic's biggest problem may have been that skincare science has moved on. It turns out washing your face twice a day with an oscillating face brush is not as good for the skin as doctors once thought it was. Dr. Whitney Bow, a dermatologist in New York, said, initially we thought you need the skin to be squeaky clean. Then we learned, wait a second, actually, you need healthy bacteria to protect the skin. We're always on a learning curve. Which leads me to ask, people are obviously much more comfortable using gadgets at home. But my concern is that many of these haven't stood the test of time. And I would rather entrust, no bias, I know I'm speaking to you as as a doctor, Mm -hmm. but I would genuinely rather entrust my face to a doctor who's used tools and machinery and gadgets for for years and knows the data and also knows how to use them. What are your thoughts on, on the Clarisonic and I guess all of that? Yeah, Clarisonic, I remember when it first launched and it certainly made a big splash. Mm. But over time, it was actually shown to be, as the dermatologist quote you gave showed, really a little bit aggressive, stripping the skin too much. And that, in turn, as we know from over-cleansing full stop, can damage the skin, can damage the skin's barrier, can damage the skin's microbiome. And of course, skin should be clean. This isn't not cleansing, but Mm. whether you need a brush that's essentially almost slightly scrubbing the skin, Mm. we now know that's not such a good idea. There are now some cleansing brushes which are silicone-based, which are much gentler. I still don't think that the majority of skin types need that. I think cleansing with a good cleanser, basically massaging it into your skin, leaving it there for depends on the type of cleanser for how long you'd leave it there and then Mm. washing it off with a clean cloth or flannel Mm. is good enough and I mean maybe you could argue that maybe Clarisonic boosted awareness of the need for good cleansing but maybe not in the right way Mm. I'm a big fan of self-care taking time to create rituals that boost your well-being at home But they can be low-tech and nurturing rather than you needing to spend a fortune on gadgets. And as you say, trusting your skin into the hands of an expert to do those more high-tech things. Yeah. And I also think oftentimes my skin tells me what it needs. I think I'm a little bit on the sensitive side. When I was a teenager, I used, oh gosh, it was an apricot. I remember it had apricot kernels. St. Ives, yeah. 
Yeah, that one. And I really scrubbed away thinking I was doing the right thing. And, and looking back now, my face always felt quite red and angry afterwards. And maybe I wasn't doing the right thing. But I think your skin does often tell you what it needs as well. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Thank you for your honest endorsement and recommendations of certain gadgets and maybe steering us away from certain things that aren't data driven, because this podcast will always be um, driven by the science and the data. Which gadgets would you buy and have you bought and use at home that you haven't already mentioned? And which would you, I guess, say for the professionals that you haven't already covered off? So for me, it really is the ones that we've covered, body balancer, low tech things like ice wands, gua sha, a bamboo tapper or a body brush, the Dermalux LED, the Flex is excellent. And that for me, I think is it that I would do at home. Mm -hmm. And other than that, invest in really good skincare. And you know, nowadays there's hair removal IPL devices available for home use. All of these things, unfortunately, don't stack up to what you do in clinic. And so you'll go and spend money on a device that might seem to you much cheaper than a course of professional treatment. And it it is probably Mm. cheaper than a course of professional treatment, but you're not going to get equivalent results. And you might start off using it religiously for the first week or so, and then you'll drop off the bandwagon and then your investment was all for nothing. Yeah. And so I would much rather tell people to stay with what's tried and trusted when it comes to achieving tangible results with devices and stay in the hands of professionals. Sophie, thank you as always for such a brilliant download of tips, advice and information. Thank you. Thank you, Fee. that ends our podcast if you want to explore more of what we talked about simply head to the show notes we've done all of the research and noting down of names ideas any studies we mentioned so you don't have to go digging to be ahead of the latest episode press follow on apple podcasts that's the little cross on the top right or simply hit follow on spotify or whichever podcast app you use also do follow sophie on instagram and tiktok there's loads of great content and little explainers on there. Search for Dr. Sophie Schotter. Finally, if you're close to London or Kent, you can book a consultation with Sophie and find out more about who she is and the range of treatments and services she offers via drsophieschotter.com. And by the way, there's some great blog content on the website too. My name's Fiona Mattesini. On behalf of myself and Sophie, please do take a moment to rate and review the show. It all helps. And of course, thanks for listening. Thank you.